0: First Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27 reads, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. And if there were all one member, where were the body? But now, but now are they many, are there many members yet one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but but that the members should have the same care for one another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one be honored, all the members, rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of the word.
1: Amen. Remain standing, we'll pray. Father, you are awesome. You're marvelous, you're wonderful. We thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of worship in this place. Father, we're ready to receive because we want to be transformed. Father, take these lips of clay. I'm your servant, nothing more. I'm just here, Lord, to deliver something, Lord, that I feel so unworthy to deliver. But it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. So we are hungry today. Speak to us, transform our lives Father, let us be changed in such a way that we would know we have been in your presence. And all God's people said, "Amen." Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you could turn my mic down just a little bit. Thank you so much. We're beginning a brand new series today for those of you who know me you know I love teaching in series and we're going to be talking about the body of Christ as I was pondering uh, this series it came about through many different experiences in the life of the church I've been walking with the Lord now for some 21 years and it has been the the greatest adventure of my life it has not always been comfortable but I have enjoyed, and I still enjoy, even after 21 years, the body of Christ, the people of God, and all the experiences that come with that. Um, and some, how many of you know that sometimes those experiences are not pleasant? We don't always get along. The church doesn't always do what the church is supposed to do. The church isn't always what it's supposed to be. And Jesus said in his high priestly prayer, he said, I pray that they will be one. In John chapter 17, it's as if Jesus was saying that our oneness is central or key, if you will, to our ability to be able to deliver this message with power, with clarity, and in a way that would transform lives. How many of you want to transform lives? The thing about that and the way God constructed us is that we must do that together. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a part of you. And you're a part of me. If you're saved. saved. Now, if you're not saved. Come on. If you're not not saved. 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 You need to get saved. We're all a part of the body of Christ. Some folks when they think about the church. There are many, many misconceptions about the church, right? Uh, some people think the church is just another address, just a physical structure. Well, Those of us who've been walking with the Lord, we know that the Bible says that the church is made up of all those who believe in Christ. We're living stones. Makes up the church. We're not just a building. We're not just an address. Some folks look at the church as a social club, a place that I just kind of hang out, have a couple bake sales every now and then. How do we know the church is much more than that? Some folks, even believers, watch this, look at church as an option. You know, there are still folks who are part of the body of Christ, who are still contemplating whether or not I should go to church every Sunday or not. Fellowship on a regular basis with other believers. We're going we're to deal with some of that today because we're going to take you into the word today to show you That God wants us to connect with each other on a regular basis because you can't be who you need to be unless you are connected with me and vice versa. We need each other. You you, you see, you see what our sister just did this morning was what she did. She just she just exhorted. She just she just elevated. She just had a spirit of worship. You see, not everybody can do that. Now, if you can't, you know, come on. You all agree with me? Say amen. Now, if you can, I will spot you out and we will, we will drag you up here if you can do that. But not everybody can do that. Everybody, we all have various gifts within the context of the body. Some people have bents, certain bents, and they are wired certain ways. Some folks believe that the church just exists to please the pastor. I mean, know that that ain't right. The pastor ain't the head of a church. Christ is the head of a church. And if Christ is not the head of a church, then it's really not the church. Or at best, it's not functioning in the way that God wants their church to function. Amen. We live in a uh, society today that there's a casual attitude toward the church. Sometimes we show disregard for one another. We don't respect one another. We don't consider it priority to meet the needs of one another. You've heard me say before that that there's something about being connected with a community of people that are passionate about God, that we are into interming- that, that, that we are connecting with one another, that we're loving each other, that, that we're sharing what we have with one another. I'm not just talking about our stuff. I'm talking about our souls. That when a brother or sister is something is wrong, I mean, know if, if you if you're walking in the spirit, you know, God, got I got to show you sometimes what's wrong with you. What's going on with you? You just you're not right. That's the body at work. As I think about the body, the body is a pretty amazing thing that God created. But if I were to take this one finger and I slam this finger in the door. I mean, know that every part of my body is going to say what? Every part. Isn't it interesting that Jesus said that we are the body of Christ? Ephesians 1.23 says that Jesus is the head of the body, the church. The body is to function as a unit. And every part of the body is very, very important. Nobody here is better then the other person, every part of the body is needed and you are supposed to be contributing something. God did not call you to just sit in the pew and look. You come here, you get trained, you get equipped so that you can go out and get on the field of life. And show the coach, Jesus, what you got. What he's been putting down on the inside of you. And this flies against our independent society. America is an independent country. You know, our declaration of independence. We live in a society today. Nobody like to be accountable to nobody. Am I right about it? Say amen. People don't like to be told what to do. Even church folks say, well, I don't need those church people. I can worship God all by myself. I don't need to go to church. I don't need them people. Let me tell you something. When you think that way, you are so unbiblical. It's amazing. But people who think their way, you got to recognize that God could make us interdependent upon one another. I can't be who God wants me to be without you, and vice versa. We need each other. That's the way Jesus constructed the body. That's why he said, I pray, Father, that they will be one, not divided, that they might be one. You have your bibles take them a turn with me. We're going to come back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, but I want to lay a foundation if you will. Can y'all tolerate me for just a little bit? We're going to run we're going to be in the scripture a little bit so so get ready cuz I got to lay a foundation because some folks you just can't tell them. You just got to show. Them. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16 verse number 13. We're going to start there. Verses 13 through 18. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, or Hades, shall not prevail against it. Jesus says, upon this rock, not Peter, but this truth. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Who does the church belong to? Jesus. He says, I will build my church. The church is not simply a good idea. The church is a God idea. God, Jesus, established the church. That's why when we have people... Who are outside of the church, who you know that are trying to dictate how the church is supposed to run. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Alternative lifestyles and all these things. And, you know, people try to make the church what they want the church to be. But Jesus knows what the real church is and who are the real church folk. He knows those that are his. And we live in a society today where people are trying to shape the church and push the church into a certain direction. But, but we must understand that we have no authority to alter the mission of Christ. We, you and I have no authority. Listen, if they're out there coming here and say, you're a church, you got to operate this way. And I know it goes contrary to the word of God. I'm sorry. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not. They say it wouldn't try said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Now, I want you to get that into your spirit because, because since Jesus created the church, and we understand, now, what is the church? The Greek word for church is ecclesia. It means the assembly, the called out ones, those who are followers of Jesus Christ. That's what the Greek word for church is. So when we speak about the church, we're speaking about those who have been called out by Christ, those who are followers of Christ the church universal upon this rock I will build my church now we understand that the church is everywhere the church is not just here right the church is, is all over the world everywhere where, where Christ rules and reigns, every person that is where the church is that's the church now here's the, here's the flip side I want y'all to stay with me. Y'all stay with me because I'm going somewhere with this. You need to stay with me. You got to follow me. Sometimes here's what happens. How many of you have ever heard somebody say that 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 they don't need to be a part of any old church? Because because I'm already saved, you know, I'm a part of a church and you are. You know, you came into when you got saved, you gave your life to Jesus, you're part of a church, the universal church. But did you not know that the localized church is the microcosm of the body of Christ overall? Because some people got a very negative attitude about the church. I've seen them. I've dealt with them. But what we must understand is the church Jesus said, "This is my church." I like how Sister Naomi said that she's in, in Richmond this week. But I like how she said, she said, she said that this, I guess she wasn't treating, uh, thinking right toward God's people, and God spoke to her and said, "You better respect my people." Boy, that just ring in my soul. And she stood up and gave a testimony. For those of you who heard that, right? She guess, she said, she said the Holy Spirit God told me. She said, "I wasn't thinking right," and God told me to respect my people. I mean, we ain't perfect, but we're still the what? Church. So I got to treat you a certain way. See, I got to treat her a certain way because she's a part of the body. I can't talk about her any way I want to talk about her. I can't disrespect her. You know why? Because She's a part of a church and she belongs to Christ. And we have to have mutual respect for one another because the church is a God idea. Now, let's take this step. Let's take it a little bit further. Now, I'm going to make a radical statement. You all know, first of all, that Jesus said in Ephesians 5.25, you can write these verses down. Look at them in your spare time because I don't have a lot of time to read all of them. You know that Jesus died for the church. He purchased the church with his blood. Now, watch this. I'm going to make another radical statement. It's going to shock some of you. The New Testament teaches that all believers are expected to be a part of a local Church or the where the assembling of believers occur. Now, I know some of you right now say, no, 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 that's not true, Pastor. I mean, I, you know, I'm not really required to be a part of a local fellowship, a local church. You know, I, I'm not a part. I, I don't I'm not really. you you got to just show me some word. OK, come on. Just take a journey with me. Now, watch this. Now, you know, in the new church, in the New Testament church that the saints met in local geographical locations all the time. Here an example. I'll just write down a couple of verses. Paul was writing to the church at Corinth. He says, to the church of God, which is at Corinth. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. 1 Thessalonians 1, 1. To the church of the Thessalonians and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. See, he's writing to local church, right? He's writing to a specific, uh, particular location of believers. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house, Romans sixteen five. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and the deacons, that's Philippians 1, 1. And then, of course, we all are aware of Jesus in Revelation chapter 3. Jesus said, He wrote to the churches in Ephesus, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, not Pennsylvania, by the way, laodicea and Smyrna. In other words, Paul understood this concept, and and, and most, most of us who read the Bible, you know that Paul was a missionary, and Paul would often go and establish churches. Because so now I, I'm dealing with this. Because some of us say, "Well, well, well, I don't need to be accountable to nobody." You're wrong. If you are a believer, you are supposed to be accountable to a, a, a body of believers. Everybody is supposed to be that way. It was, in fact, it was understood. This wasn't something like you know, like some people. Like, well, I don't need to be accountable. No, no, you need to be accountable. It's for your good because Jesus made us to be interdependent. You remember I said that? tur dependent Okay, some of you look at me like, I don't believe that Pastor King showed Well, first of all, let me, let me show you. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 real quick. Stay with me. Y'all still with me? All right, stay with me. If your neighbor go to sleep, pinch him, pinch her. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all know Paul was a deep brother. I, I love Paul. Watch this. Because now we're we talking about the universal church, but, but I want you to understand that within the universal church, there are church is. He's not talking about a different church. He's just talking about local body of believers. Now watch this. Watch this. Are you there yet? In, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse 23 through 28. Watch this. Are they minister of Christ? This is Paul speaking. I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundance, in stripes, above measures, in prisons more frequently, and deaths often. From the Jews, five times I receive forty stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Talking about anointed. Hallelujah. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. You know, it's amazing. but Whenever you feel like you got some problem, you need to read this. (laughs) This will get you going. This will bring some perspective to where you are. Okay. Verse number. Okay, look at 25. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. And journeys often. And dangers of water and dangers of robbers and dangers of my own countrymen and dangers of the Gentiles and, and dangers in the city and dangers in the wilderness, dangers in the pearls of the sea, dangers among false brethren and weariness and toil and sleeplessness often and hunger and thirst and fasting often and cold and nakedness. Do y'all hear what this brother's saying? But, but, but he even got a more pressing issue. Watch what he said. He said besides the other things. the other things I mean it was more and this is but this is the kicker right here how he says this he says besides other things what comes upon me daily is my concern for all the what church what churches Churches. not just talking about we talk he's not talking about a different church than the one we know right he's saying that within the church, there are churches that Paul established. Look at uh, Hebrews 13, 7. Hebrews, Hebrews thirteen 17. I'm going to take it a step further. Now, let's just say, for example, um, we all have seen some brutal examples of, I guess how some leaders act in churches, right? I mean, some brutal, some negative things. But you know, how many know you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater? You always got to remember that the church is made up of people who are imperfect, which, by the way, in case somebody didn't tell you, you are too. And if you ever find a perfect church, you better not join it. Because you're going to tear it all up. You're going to mess it up. Because you're not perfect. Now, watch this. How many you know leaders are not perfect? I'll be the first one to tell you, I I'm not perfect. There's a lot more people here, a lot smarter than me. I'm sure of that. And I'm very, com- I'm very comfortable with that. But look what he says in, in Hebrews, now, 13, 7. See, I, I have to lay this foundation because we're talking about the church and the body and how the body is to interact with one another. Obey those who have the what? No, I don't have to be anybody. But you have no rule over me. Christ is my head. Okay, He is. But what did the head say? What is He communicating through the words of the Apostle? Obey those who have the rule over you and be what? Amen. Bad word. <laughs> I mean, you love that word. I see the smile on you all you to see what I see right now. This is beautiful. <laughs> When y'all smile, y'all make me happy, just smile. Look, fake it, you know, you help me out. <laughs> Obey those who have the rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give a what? Let them do it with what? Joy. Please, let, me, let us do it with you, And not with grief, for that will be unprofitable to you. But so, so if the concept was that I don't need to be a part of a local church, who was he talking to here? If he said obey those, then that means you're supposed to be under somebody. Unless he wouldn't say it, right? He said obey those. Well, I don't need to be. Christ is my leader. Christ is my head. He is. He is the authority. He's the head of the body. But every one of us are supposed to be accountable to one another. Now, this is important. First Corinthians, chapter number five. You all know about it. You can turn there if you like, but I'll just, pro- I'll just for time's sake. Church discipline. In order, to dis- in order to discipline somebody as a part of a church means that you have to probably more than likely be a part, involved, committed, submitted to the folks there in order for there to be church discipline. Because, listen, I can't discipline somebody who who's, a, you know, if, if, if people are running around and doing what they want to do, nobody gets disciplined. Everybody just kind of do their thing. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But watch. Paul was addressing in the Corinthian church. You know, y'all ever did a study on the Corinthian church? They had a lot of issues. <laughs> but they still got his people, <laughs> you know, and, and there was some there was some immorality going on in there. Man had his father's wife and the apostle Paul said, look, he said, I, I'm not there yet, but I've already judged. Y'all need to fix that. In fact, he said, Y'all need to re- if he won't repent, you need to remove him from among your fellowship. Because a little leaven, levers a what? Hold on. Jesus said this way in Matthew, because some of you all well, said, I, I need to hear from Jesus' mouth. Matthew 18, Jesus said, if you got out against your brother, go and try to work it out between you and your brother. And if you can't figure it out, if you can't work it out between you and your brother, then, 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 then you take two or three witnesses. If that don't work, then take it to the Who? Church. Church. What we're trying to say is there's no such thing as a long ranger range Christian. We're supposed to be connected. Now, now just to put everyone in here at ease, you're here today because I'm preaching to the choir, because you understand that. I hope. <laughs> because you wouldn't be here if you didn't think. But, but you know, there are some folk in the body of Christ, they just kind of move here, move there, and they just do their thing because they don't want nobody to be in their business. Now, I said earlier that if we're part of the body of Christ, um, there's nothing to happen in my body or with a body part that the rest of my body don't know about. You know, if you get sick, everybody knows. You get sick, use it if it's real bad, then then everything shuts down. I want you to get that picture, the body, accountability, Christ. That's who we are. In Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 23 through 25. You have that verse. Let us hold the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promises faithful. Ain't y'all glad that God is faithful? Hallelujah. Watch this. And let us consider one another. So that had that to be some relationship, relational connection. That's why I love God's people. I love hanging out with you. I really do. I mean, I just enjoy hanging out with God's people. I really do. Amen. He said, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the what? Assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of song, even back in that day. Now we don't know who the writer of Hebrews was, but many other theologians and everybody they believe it was Apostle Paul. It happens to be what I believe. But Paul said even back in that day there were folks who were saying, "I'm not going to assemble." Now I know what some of y'all are thinking because I know y'all 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 like to think and y'all are biblical. I know so I'm I'm going to read some of your mail and then, you know I'm going to confirm it because you're going somebody going to laugh. Now you're not going to be bold to laugh because I said it, but. But some of you thinking, well, pastor, the scripture said don't forsake this me, but I don't say how much I'm supposed to assemble there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look, I still got a reaction. Yeah. yeah, but if you study the early church since Jesus died, you know, we, you know, the Sabbath day was really on Saturday. And, you know, when Jesus died and rose again, we commemorate his resurrection. That's why we do have church on the first day of the week. And that goes all the way back to the early church. Now, let me give you a couple of scripture references. I want to deal with that just a little bit for some of those who are not you all, so you all can tell the folks out there who don't go to church. <laughs> not y'all. We're not talking about y'all. Y'all got to just be free. All right. <laughs> now, in Acts chapter 20, verse 7, it said, Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, the first day of the what? week, Paul, ready to depart the, the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. Oh, oh, let me look at Acts chapter 2, verse 46. You can write it down. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple. In the where? Temple, What do you do in temples? Now they continue, you know, in the early church really exploded, I mean, those folk were hanging out there, but look, all the time. Daily. The, the, the reality of it is, is that So we can't even talk. So for once a year, twice a year, like some folk do, we can't even go there. So you you know for a fact that you you know that you're supposed to come to church much, 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 much more than that. He says, I'm continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. We We get a picture of how the early church functioned. They met on a regular basis at least once a week. Amen. And we still have folks today that are still thinking about, well, you know, I don't know. You know, if you're a part of this body, whether you've joined or you consider this your church home, um, you know that every time there's something that's going forth from here is for you. God is speaking. Hear something that will help you. Now, if you don't believe that you're in the wrong place. Now watch. Look at Ephesians chapter number four. And then we'll go into our main text and then we'll be done. Ephesians chapter number four. See, this sets up everything as relates to the body of Christ. And how we're supposed to function. So we need to lay the foundation that the local church is the place by which we express the gifting that God has given each and every one of us. Ephesians chapter four. Look at verse number seven. Are you there? You can say amen. 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 But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might feel all things. And he himself gave some, not everybody, to be apostles, some prophets some evangelists and some pastors or pastor teachers some people believe and teachers verse number 12 for the what perfecting or equipping of the saints for the work of ministry or does it say to sit in the pews to just observe okay he gave apostles, pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists, and all these for the work of the ministry, for the work of the ministry. He, he is equipping. The, the purpose of the ministry, the fivefold fold ministry, as some people say, is to equip the body. See, Foundation Christian Fellowship, our vision, mission, and statement is to train and equip the believer to be a mature disciple who loves the word of God and is passionate. I mean, no, we, we're supposed to be a passionate people. Jesus was passionate. He says, I got a baptism to be baptized with. And he said, I am distressed until I get it done. Passion. For the equipping of the saints. So this is, what have, this, this is how the church is supposed to function. Understand now you're supposed to be a part of a church, right? Because where are you going to find these gifts at? Where? I'm just saying. And one of those churches Watch this. For the equipment of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the knowledge of the, of the Son of God, to a perfect or mature person. How I many know we're supposed to grow up? Amen. Come on. At some point, we're supposed to be growing. We can't be where we were last year. Amen. Come on. Amen. If you were cussing last year, you ain't supposed to be cussing this year. <laughs> all right. Not that anybody here, this, this is so y'all can give this message to the people out there. Yeah. I keep telling y'all, it had nothing to do with y'all. We, we're right here. This is good. Y'all. So we can have fun. Y'all can relax. VADs. No, not really. Hold on. Um, <laughs> a perfect man to the fullness of a stature, the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children. Watch this. Toss to and fro. And carried away, or carried about with every wind of doctrine. Let me tell you something. There's some doctrine out there. I've met people who come, you know, sometimes people come to church, and they just all over the place. And they come over a certain kind, and I'm like, where you get that from? Do what? See, the purpose, see, when you get, now let I me mean, you know, you, you, every believer should be a part of a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. I say this with not an ounce of pride. This is a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Amen. A good Bible-believing, teaching church. You know, when you come here, you get the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Whether you like it or you don't, you get the word. Amen. So he says, now, so that we won't be carried about with every word of doctrine, because in other words, he, he, he's painting a picture that if we're not stable, if we don't find ourselves a place where, where, whereby we're planted, then what happens is we position ourselves to be tossed to and fro. And people come with all kind of deception. I mean, no, that's why you got to stay in the word because you hear stuff sometimes. And people, and you know, the devil is crafty. You know, the Bible, the devil know more Bible than most Christians do. You don't believe it? Read Matthew chapter four. He was telling Jesus. He was quoting scripture, <laughs> twisting it, though. I mean, no, there's doctrines of devils out there. And I don't mind calling them out. I just call them out. Because my job is I got, I'm accountable for what I preach up here and what I tell you. I'm accountable. I got to give an account for what come out of these lips. And I go home. I need to make sure that I sleep well at night. I always, sometimes I go back and listen to what I said. And then if I hear that, good. I'm out. Go. But what about such and such? And like, oh. had a brother last night call me emergency, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you know, hook up with the brother. And uh, I just told him the truth what you need to do. So, why are you called the pastor? You don't want to hear what the pastor to tell you. I'm a pastor. I'm a, word of, I'm a word of, I ain't going to just try to make you feel good. I got to tell you what does say the Lord. I got to, I got to, I'm accountable. I mean, no, we got to do that to one another. We got to hold each other accountable to the word. Amen. That's how the church grows. So we move, watch this. Now, this is, this is good. Now, this is good. Now, stay with me. Look at verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. Who is the head of a church? Amen. All right. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint, what? Every, every. Some joints. (laughs) The church is knitted together by that which everybody supplies. Every joint is supposed to be supplying. How many know in your body, you need need just about everything to work right? Whenever something is wrong in your body, it shows up one way or another. You know one thing? I'm not a doctor. Let me tell you something. Let me, put, let me share this with you. I'm not a doctor, but you know when I hear people say stuff like, um, um, you know, you don't need your tonsils. I just say, wait a minute. I said, wait, a, my God has got a purpose. And if my tonsils are in my mouth and God put them there, you better believe it, You just ain't got the revelation yet. But I heard doctors say, but well, you don't need your tonsils. Oh, yeah, if God put them there, you, I'm, I still got mine. They tried to take mine a long time ago. As I, you know, they got to take them. T- but let me tell you something. But I'm, I'm trying to make a point. God is a God of purpose. Amen. God doesn't do, doesn't, do He doesn't, do anything flippantly. He doesn't just, just do stuff. God, everything God does, it is with purpose because He's all wise. How I many you know people are still catching up on a regular basis? They're trying to, they're discovering stuff that God already put in motions hundreds of years, thousands of years ago. He's a God of purpose. Every joint is supplied. Watch this. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, cause growth of the body for the edifying of love. So here's how this is supposed to work. So you're supposed to come in, you're getting equipped, and when you get equipped, you're supposed to take the information, what you're knowing, what you're doing, how you're growing. You're supposed to take it out there and you're supposed to share it wherever you go. So whether you're on your job, whether you're in the military, or whether you're in the office place, you are a minister of God because you've been equipped to serve wherever God places you. Did you. Do you all think of yourselves as ministers? Most people think of themselves. They think, well, you got to be a friend. No, no, no. You are a minister wherever you go. I like to think of, I, I, you know, maybe somebody would sound a little arrogant, but that's okay. I know my heart. But I like, everywhere I go, I'm a, I'm a pastor. If I wasn't doing it, I'd be a pastor. I don't know, because, I mean, you know, I'm a pastor wherever I go. Because I've been trained and I've been equipped. Now, when I get trained and I'm equipped, then I go out there, I share the message because everybody has to be involved in the process of growing and expanding the body of Christ. Everybody's supposed to be involved in that process. So most people think of ministry, they think of ministry as just doing a church function. That's part of it. Ministry, listen, you need to be out there doing ministry. And when everybody who's equipped do their share involving the process, how does the church grow by that which every joint is supplying? So when every joint is supplying, when every joint is, and when every member is growing the way it should be, then what happens is you're learning, you're growing, and wherever you go, you're making an impact because it's a part of your life. And, and then what happens is you take that, and when you do your part, when you do your share, when you're cognizant of the body, because how many know you're individual's? But your individuality was never given to you to cut you off from the body. Your, your, your individuality is to be within the context of the body. Everything is about the body of Christ. Every gift God gave you, you know, your gift to God, it's all for the for the building of the kingdom. It's for the body. Some of y'all are gifted and anointed with self. some of y'all got multi, Some of you got gifts all over the place. You're just gifted. Ain't nothing you can't do. Every gift God gave you, it is for ultimately for the furtherance of the body. So you got it. So we got to think body of Christ because I'm a part of this body. And, and, and obviously I'm supposed to serve. I'm supposed to love. I'm supposed to give and I'm supposed to be a witness out there. I'm to take what I learn within the body. I'm getting trained and equipped for the work of ministry. Ministry is wherever God puts you. That's your place. That's your mission field. But Pastor, I want to go to. Africa. Well, let's start right here in Stafford. Let's start right here in Fredericksburg. Let's not even talk about going to mission field. Let's just start, how, you know, I'm, it's amazing to me. You know, I'm not knocking that now. They all, they all stay with me. I'm not knocking. But you know, I, I repeat, I want to go on a missions trip. And I'm like, cool. But you ain't doing nothing mission related right here. You don't even like to be a missionary at the grocery store. You want to be a missionary, go to New York City. They got every nationality right there. That's a, that's a big smorgasbord. They got all kind of, I went to New York City for the first time this year. I'm, my eyes are like, I'm like, wow. I, I realize why the terrorists tried to hit that place or why they hit it. It's a melting pot of people. And so I would say, if you want to be on the mission field, that's good, go to the mission field, but you know, you really need to start right where you are. Judea, Samaria, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. Your Judea is right where you are. Amen. Right here, this is where, where, where has God planted you? Don't keep talking about where you want to be, just deal with what you got. Okay. So every part. So let's let's close in, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Uh Summer read this. And uh all right. First Corinthians chapter number 12. This is our foundational text, and we're gonna be done. Can y'all hold on for a few more minutes? Amen. Is it comfortable? All right, because I know we we mess around with the air conditioning a lot here and try to get everybody right. But, you know, just pray for us in that category. The body. For as the body is one, it has many members, but all the members of that body, being one, many, uh, I'm sorry, body, being many, are one body. So also it's Christ. For by the spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Okay, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free. All have been made to drink into one spirit, for in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the fish shall say, because I'm not of the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And that the ear should say, because I am not an eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? Diversity is essential to us who are a part of the body of Christ. The individual parts make up the body. And we cannot say of one another, uh, can I get, let me get uh, uh, somebody, a man, a young man right here. Come here. I'm going to get you, I'm going to put you to work this morning. Amen. Amen. This is Jeff, strong man of God, strong man of God. And, uh, Jeff has a body, a marine body, fit for duty. <laughs> amen, amen. I got one of those. Okay, so when you look at this, brother, you, you see this body part, it, this body is made up of a whole lot of parts. I mean, he got, he got the arm right here, right? He got fingers. He got chest. He got some ears. Just stay, <laughs> let's just play with this. He, he got the nose. He got the eyes. But, you know, his eyes, you got some nice eyes, brother. (laughs) But his eyes can only see, they can't do. See? His eyes need the rest of this in order to function, right? He got his arms, he got his legs, but then there are some parts of the body. That don't seem to be that significant, or that we don't see up up front. Because obviously we see this good looking face, right? We we put the importance there because sometimes we look at certain parts of the body, and we have to combat the thought process sometimes that there's some parts of the body that are more important than the other. How I many know that's not true? I can't see his heart. I can't see his brain. But how I many know that is just as important? This body ain't gonna stand up. So so for because how I many know we got many in the body of Christ? They don't come out front. But they're just as important because they play a vital role in that body, being able to survive, to live, and to walk. And like I said earlier, you're supposed to make a noise.
0: I feel
1: it. <laughs> okay. I was hoping you'd say, ouch. But <laughs> y'all know what I was doing to him. Like, here. he just said, he's a Marine. We, we can't expect. You feel no pain. Right? But but the point of it is is if you if you look at this, it all has to work together. If you if I take his arm, I cut it off. You know, and it's just there. It, it, it you look at that like that ain't something wrong with that. I mean, what happens to that arm if, it's, if if it's cut off from the body? Eventually. If I chop this finger off, what would happen to that finger? I was talking to Brother Larry. You know, Larry, who had a stroke, Larry said to me, he said, you really never know how important it is. Little things, I'm sure you can identify with that. Little things that you could do that you don't even think is all that important until you don't have it no more. Every part of the body is important. And the body functioned as a unit. Every localized body is supposed to function that way. This This is a local body. I want you to look at this and Christ is the head of the church and you see how this all works in concert together. Every part doing its share, When Every part works right, this body is doing good. When some parts of the body don't work right, then it affects everything. If a part of the body is sick, the rest of the body knows about it. If a part of the body ain't doing well, they're struggling financially, the rest of the body knows about it. If I'm emotionally depressed, how many know? The rest of the body knows about it. I don't want nobody in my business because you don't understand the concept of the body. How many know that now? Watch this. I'm gonna make another radical statement. You know, as a believer, as a Christian, you and me, who are part of the body of Christ, we have a right to be in each other's business. I'm not talking about going to look at your checkbook. I'm not talking about that. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. I'm just talking about just daily living. Hey, where you been? Amen. How you been doing? How's your marriage? How, how are things going? But these little noses, why are you calling me? Because you're part of the body, and you're hurting me. You don't show up, you hurting me. Because you have a role to play, you have a part to play. I need, I mean, no... Every part of this body is needed. And we got to look at it this way that, that we as a church, we, we need each other. Because when you don't show up and do your part, it leaves the body limp. And you get some poke come in, the body, some churches like this. Some churches on life support. Whew. Can't even get it up. Can't get that heart moving. It's a shame sometimes that the body of Christ is supposed to be this living organism, these living stones. And we're supposed to show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And the way we act sometimes, the way we treat one another sometimes, it's amazing. We don't understand that if you're part of this body, you're supposed to be contributing to make this body healthy. How me know this is a healthy body? We are supposed to be healthy people. That means, thank you, brother. Go on, give him a hand. <laughs> he didn't even know. He didn't even know I was going to call him. But look at look at this. Look at this. So first of all, so we understand that I cannot say that I don't need my I don't need my brother. I, I, I you know we cannot well we cannot say with conviction that I don't need my foot. I don't need my hand. Let I me mean, know you need your foot. You need your hand. But look what it says in verse number twenty-five. We're getting ready to close that there should be no schism in the body. You know, we're not supposed to be divided. How many know when the body, and there are certain diseases, I don't know what, they, I think lupus might be one of them. Y'all educate me. Who's got some medical experience? Oh, you got some, some, some diseases, some diseases will, will uh, they, they, they turn on itself. I mean, it turns against the body. It works against the body. And, and how many know that uh, as a church, we ain't supposed to be working against each other. We supposed to be on the same team. You know, Christians still get jealous of one another. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he says, Y'all are divided. There were people like fussing over well, who do. I like this one, I like that one. Paul said, Y'all don't understand. This is not the way the body is supposed to work, that there would be no schism in the body. So I mean, no, we don't have any cliques in the church. I say, We don't have any cliques in the church. Amen. Everybody's on the same playing field, we're all important. Some of, us are, some of us are gifted in certain areas. Some of us, could, you know, we got certain gifts in certain areas, but all of us are important. Amen. So I treat everybody with the same care because you're part of the body. Amen. If one, verse 26, if one member suffers, who suffers with it? There it is. Or if one member is honored, who honored with it? All the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually. Now, I just y'all just saw what I just did. I just wiped my head with my tie. So, but why do we why do we why do we go here this morning? Because we got to understand that that in this series, we're going to be talking about our responsibility and how we're to function as a body of believers with our gifts and with our talents. But, but we must understand, first of all, that you're supposed to be connected to a local body of believers. You're supposed to be accountable. This is biblical. Everybody in here is supposed to, whether you're a member, and, and just so you know, membership, you don't. You don't. You know. You, if you're in the body of Christ, you, you're saved, and you know you're part of the body. But in localized settings, all we're doing is we're, we're kind of coming into covenant together to say, "This is, this is my church. This is this is the people that God has placed me to be with. These are the people that I'm going to express my gifts." That's what local church is about. That's what joining the church. You join a church. First of all, you got to be a believer. But when you join a church, it's not so much about uh, you know, just uh, trying to uh, you know, be a part of the body or getting saved, hopefully you already are saved. We join the church has to do with your commitment to be accountable to somebody who can speak into your life and that you can flow with in order to carry out the mission. God has designed the local church for that reason. And everybody needs to be a part of a good, Bible-believing Bible teaching church where you can function and use your gifts. If you can't function and use your gift there, then you need to find a place where you can do that. But nobody is to sit on the sidelines. Everybody is need to be in the game. Amen?